As we move forward into this weekend, it's very important that you take advantage of what you implemented this week. See, I mentioned this in regards to a lot of people like to take advantage of their weekends with the wrong intentions. A lot of people choose their weekends to let loose and they like to break the good habits that they started during the week. So either when the following week starts, they've pretty much started over. Now this, this could be physically, whether you're trying to get your body into certain shape, you're trying to eat well, uh, a lot of people, they, they throw these things out the window thinking that they can just pick back up where they left off during the week. But that's not the case, when in reality, they just have to start over. Take advantage this weekend. Use the weekend to keep what you already had in place. Keep it intact. Taking care of your bodies, taking care of your minds, taking care of the people around you. Just because it's the weekend doesn't mean you need to take a break from the good habits that you've already instilled this week. If anything, it gives you more time, more time to intact those practices, more time to keep those things going. Because a lot of people, they, they get stuck in these cycles where they get great things started during the week, then they have to start over. Don't be that person. Keep those strong habits going. Keep going what you've started during the week. Don't lose focus. But I'm very excited to announce our guest. She works for the New York Red Bulls. She is someone that I know from college. And she actually shares how she met her fiance during track and field. She goes into details and speaks about different events because as someone who used to participate in track and field herself obviously it was very hard for her to give that up transitioning into being an adult so she she does other things that keeps her busy so I hope you enjoy our conversation so I would now like to welcome on a very special guest someone we go back. Uh, we go back a couple years. Francesca Jacobus, thanks for joining me. Thank you. No problem. Happy to and be uh, just to provide a little context to our listeners, we first met in our sports marketing course yeah. that we both took in college. And uh, did that course kind of provide you with what you're doing today? Did that kind of help you with your day to day? Yeah, I definitely. Um, so I think it'd probably be easier to explain what I do first and say how it helps. So I'm a member service executive. I work for the New York Red Bulls, their professional soccer team in the MLS. And what my job here, there is nine of us in our department. We each have about a thousand people we're in charge of, and those are specifically our season ticket holders. And so my job every day is to make sure that they're happy, they're using their membership to the fullest, they are making sure they're bringing more friends and family out, so we 
plan their birthday parties. I plan like class trips, any events that are going on at the arena. And then a lot of times we'll do like member specific events. So whether it's at a game or even like on a dark day or on a weekend, we don't have a match. We plan things specifically for them to keep them happy all year round and engaged in things other than soccer too. And so my day to day is always different, but it definitely helps um, for people who don't know. Brandon and I had a professor named Professor C, who is crazy in the best possible way. Um, she literally just breathes spontaneity, and that's what she pushes for all the time. And making sure you can like think on your feet, and all the projects she throws at us are like always different and ever changing. I think that's what my job is now being able to come up with solutions for problems I wouldn't even know I would have. So I never know coming into my day, like I'll get an email randomly being like, hi, I want my kid to play on the field during halftime, make it happen. And I, if I've never done that before, then I'm like, okay, let's do it. And we'll figure it out. So I've done like birthdays, I've done like on field, I've done bar mitzvahs. It's always different, but a lot of fun for sure. Right. And uh, I, I remember you were a little closer to graduating than I was. So can you speak a little about the transition from obviously college and track and field to the working working yeah. world? So my path was a little different. What I did, especially pushed by the influence of a lot of my teachers and my parents and a lot of people who are close to me, um, I went straight from undergrad into grad school, which is not the path for everyone. I I know it's gonna be different, but that was my best route at that time because I knew I was in school mode. Like I could not see myself having five years go down the line. I don't know where I'm at, if I could even possibly come back and get my MBA, which is what I did. I actually got two in the time it would take you to get one because I was ready to get out of there rapid fire. And so, I dove right in. I had a GA, so my grad school got covered, which was amazing. And then I formed some really close relationships with people in the marketing department and people in the sports management department, which was awesome for me because I ended up going to uh, like a very small, specific networking event that only a couple of students got to go to. And there is where I met my boss for the Red Bulls. And he took me on as an intern at the time because I was part of my requirement. Um, I needed at least two internships to pass the program. And then after I finished my internship, he's like, do you want to stay? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I went on as part-time game day staff and then graduated the following May and started full-time in July, August. Yeah. So is it easy to say the transition for you has been pretty smooth? Pretty smooth. I mean, as with anybody, you stress when you don't know. The unknown is scary for anybody. That's that's what I can always say. So I didn't know for certain. Like, I hoped I would make a standout impression when I did certain things. But I never knew exactly what my role was going to be, if a spot would open up. Um, but, yeah, I got lucky for sure. So some of it is skill, but a lot of it is luck as well. And I think... One of the hardest parts for me, though, sports-wise, I ran out of eligibility for track. And when I started grad school, since I was still in school mode and I was still on my mind, like I I felt like something was missing. I was 
kind of sad at some points. Like, I didn't have that team atmosphere. And so I actually went out and um, went for the club soccer team there because I played soccer for a big portion of my life as well. And I made a team, and then I played there. So at least I had something in my life to keep going because I was like, I need to do something. Like, I can't just sit around and not play something or sports or anything. Like, it's right. And uh, where where was this grad school? Uh, Seton Hall. Okay. Yeah, so it's really close to where I am now. Right. So it, it everything pretty much worked itself out. Yeah, it, definitely. But I mean, it's hard work along the way. Like I ended up getting a four in grad school, which was death. <laughs> Congrats! That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> thought I'm like it was breaking point at some point you know it's stressful but did it and was the commencement speaker so it's like pushing and doing more every single day to align myself for it to be something that on the outside looks smooth and seamless but on the inside it was a lot of hard work along the way for sure right and when when did your passion for sports begin was it with you participating in track well, <laughs> my dad has always wanted a child to play sports. My brother, not so much. He tried, he did not enjoy it. And so he was like, all right, maybe with the next one. I came around and I loved it. <laughs> and when I was three or four, I started playing soccer. Like the youngest you could possibly be to get on a team. I mean, I mean you're not like playing, you're literally like, kicking the ball back and forth and nobody really knows what's going on but I started <laughs> <laughs> my dad was my coach for a really long time and then I played all up until high school on a traveling team and then my knee started going pretty bad so I was like all right I gotta switch something that might be a little easier because it was something with like the way you kick and rotate your leg was messing me up but I switched to track in middle school so I was doing track and soccer at the same time, and phased out of soccer in high school, and then carried that through college. So, forever? Forever. <laughs> Literally. So, being being a college athlete, was it hard to balance work, life, school? Yeah, everybody, I mean, you see, like, all the time people making jokes about college athletes and you know people always being like oh you're such a hard things like that but it really is like it's a it's a full-time job in itself you would have to commit to in the morning like I can remember especially my senior year you're applying for jobs everyone knows how hard that is you're applying for grad schools like internships whatever it might be that takes a huge part of your life then you're going to class then I had weightlifting or training in the morning really early, like 7 a.m., get that done, try and shower if you can, go to class, go to lunch, go to practice, after practice, go to PT, because by the time it was my senior year, my ankles were shot, my knees were shot, my hips were shot, like everything, <laughs> gotta be able to get that back and working, so, yeah, so then you go to PT, then you go to night class, and it's like every single day, your entire life is planned out from 6 a.m. until like... 10 p.m. You're lucky if you get that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of just just listening 
to the schedule is it's crazy. All and all athlete schedules are different too. They're all super busy, but they're different. Yeah. Like I, I mean, Stockton's D3. I couldn't even imagine D1 where you're traveling across the country all the time. And like, I'm fortunate that I had really good relationships with a lot of my professors. So when I did have to travel, I could say I'm missing these three classes, but like, I'll be back on Monday and like making sure they, they were really close to us. And the fact, I'm sure you've seen this at Stockton, having small classes, like I feel like a lot of teachers care about you and make sure you're on track and ready to graduate and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's great. But I know some of these kids out there, like D1, you're in a, a lot of these universities that are huge, have like 100 kid classes. Like I can't even imagine going through that. I'd be stressed for sure. Right. Even more stressed. <laughs> even more. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also at Stockton, someone else that took mm-hmm. – the class with us he was uh he was obviously he was your boyfriend at the time and he was someone that you met in track and field can you tell us a little bit about that situation and where it's progressed yes because <laughs> <laughs> so, you know all this story <laughs> um, when larry so that is who you're referencing started track he started his second semester of freshman year so he didn't start with our incoming class and I saw him after coming back from a long run with my friends and I looked across the track and I was like who's this kid like I've never seen him before what's going on blah 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 and my friends were like oh he just started he transferred I was like great I'm gonna marry him someday and she's like you know shut up like what what kind of talking is this blah 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 you're talking out of your butt that kind of stuff but hey yo <laughs> look at that <laughs> there it is and that that happened pretty recently right yeah we got engaged in september so we've been together for five a little over five years and yeah engaged for a couple months that's amazing congratulations thank you it's all about and, um, and sports right <laughs> <laughs> Anything can come from sports, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I did see, though, you guys, you participate in different events together. So there's one event, uh, probably the toughest event on the planet is the motto, uh, Tough Mudder. Can you tell us about that that event? Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with them. I've done 10. Uh, you could only wow. do once, yeah, once you turn 18, because you have to sign a death waiver, kind of explains how it is. It's 10 to 15 miles through the mud, through the barbed wire. Like, they're usually around 20 to 25 obstacles, too. And they're always different and always changing to really try to push your mental toughness. And that's what they instill in your mind all the time, which is you don't want to go for your settled best, which is up here you want to go for your very best which is in here and I love living my life by that motto too so it's like it's a perfect event for me like never go push yourself beyond as much as you can yeah it's amazing I mean I don't plan on stopping anytime soon it's definitely something that kept me you know on the grind 
I could never like completely eliminate competition from my life. And so that's one way to keep it up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As, as we become adults, obviously organized sports aren't really part of our lives as much as they used to be, or sometimes even not at all. So obstacle courses like that, marathons, Spartan races, things like that. Yeah. Keep it going, right? As long as I can. Of course. Yeah, and you said 10? Yeah, I've done 10. <laughs> so is it is it once a year or? So it varies like a couple times because after I turned 18, you know, I'd have, depending on how far I went in track, um, not be able to comp- like compete in them because there would be overlap and there's no way my coach would allow me to do that at the same time, risk for injury and things like that. But Generally speaking, I've done twice a year, one in like the spring, summer, and then one in the late fall. And they have it in Coatstown, Pennsylvania, I think, or Coatesville, I think, something like that. And then it's like way out in farmland. And then the other one is Englishtown, New Jersey. So, yeah. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I I remember seeing some photos of you guys do those. And do, is there is there a training process involved before you go and do that? Or yeah, um, it all depends on your specific skill set. So the obstacles, like I said, are always changing. So it's kind of hard to prepare for what you're gonna get into that day. So you kind of just prepare for everything because they don't. Um, send out usually the course map until a couple days before. So you have no idea like what obstacles you're going to have to do. You have no idea what you're going to face. You just sign up for this crazy event and you're like, I'm going for it. But like, I mean, you got to live your life like that. Just go for it, right? And so like a lot, specifically for me, I'm fine with the mileage just because I've had that built up in my system for so long. So that doesn't really affect me. But my upper body, (laughs) oh man, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) grinding as hard as I can in the gym like the month leading I'm like please please pull ups like pull through for me like I'm trying really hard like that's my main focus especially like my triceps big time like those are always killer afterwards and then for some reason for me my grip strength I can never get it to where I want it to be Um, because a lot of it is climbing up ropes and climbing up walls and so like the ropes tend to burn my hands more than I'd like and, you know, having to pull yourself up by, like, this much on your fingers can be challenging, but yeah. you make it through. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always been interested myself in, like, doing an event like that. I'm, yeah, and it's, I don't I don't know, it's, it's pretty tempting the way you're talking about it and training <laughs> and all that stuff. It really is. They're fun. Like, I have a great time. There's not a single one that I finished that I wasn't like, I can't wait to do the next one. But wow. I, I think you got to be a little a little crazy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to run a, and roll in mud like an hour or two or however long it takes you to get through it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously you wear clothes that you're not going to wear no. again, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My junkiest leggings on like an old pair that I had from high school that it just happens to be in the back of my drawer and like right. armor because I mean even this last one it was I remember we got 
emails a couple days before, like, listen, the weather is going to be freezing. It's going to be 40 degrees. Expect hypothermia conditions, things like that. And we're like, great, can't wait. And it's very cold. And um, you have to jump in and out of water a lot of times. So it's really, like, trying to maintain your core temperature, which is, like, your main focus when it comes to things like that. Because if that drops, you can't bring it back up. You're, you're done, and regardless of what you're doing. So that's that's the mental toughness, though. Like, my dad always is, like, because he, he cheers me on during them. So he used to do them. Um, he's starting to phase out a little bit. He'll do, like, a 5K version because we do have shorter ones. And then... Um, afterwards, he'll always be like, he'll see me. He know he always tells me he can tell by my face how I'm feeling, and so you're like, listen, you're warm, you're on a beach, like keep saying it to yourself. And I mean, you can get over anything if you try hard enough, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, Francesca, I do want to thank you for joining me. I don't want to take up too much of your time. We're currently both in our offices, so uh, yeah, I appreciate you. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see your view. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, on my lunch break, hanging out. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. You got it, man. Because I already knew about the situation between her and Larry and how they met and where they were up to date right now, it's just something that. I really wanted her to share because it, it shows a lot about where relationships manifest and where they can lead if if that's really what people want. I, I really have been thinking about that that tough mutter though. That's that's very interesting. That seems like an incredible event, at least to try, because I don't know about marathons and all and and runs and triathlons and stuff like that but Tough Mudder I, I, I think it'll be worth worth the try but again I hope you guys enjoyed please remember to subscribe like comment give me your feedback would love to hear your thoughts on everything as we move forward into this weekend remember it's all flex no stress enjoy your weekend guys till next time <laughs>